0: Welcome, my dear friends. How are you? I hope you had a wonderful day today. This is Christian encouragement to bring your day, bringing messages of joy, peace, and love to your heart, always here to strengthen you in your faith. Well, how did you do today in your walk of faith? Were you standing strong no matter what you face today? Or... Did you have moments where your faith just wasn't that strong? Well, today was a challenge for me today. I had some moments where, you know, I was feeling a little low-spirited and my faith was really challenged today. And I believe that we all have moments like that. I'm sure you have had moments like that. You've had days like that. But you know what? Moments like that really define us because it lets us know where we are in Christ. And I and I think that, you know, when we have times like that, we find out where our heart really is. And today, I found out once again where my heart really is, and it's with the Lord. Because no matter what, you know, I decided I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to let the cares of this world and the trials and challenges, I'm not going to let it overtake me. Because I have a God that is greater than all of these things. And so, you know, I just decided I'm going to keep the faith and I'm going to say, stay strong. I And I went to the Lord and I shared my tears and I shared my thoughts with him. But I felt good about it because there's no other place that I would rather be. So my friends, I pray that it was a good day for you. Ultimately, if it was a good day, great. If it wasn't that great, well stay positive And do the things you need to do to keep the faith. You know, I have, um, lately I've been trying to get into this book that I've been reading. It's by Dr. Charles Stanley. And it's called The Savior's Touch. I've only read a few pages, but it's been really strengthening to me. You know, the wisdom that is contained and the the teachings that is contained in the book. You know, Charles Stanley... Dr. Charles Stanley, he's not with us any longer, but he's always been one of my favorite ministers to listen to. But it's called the Savior's Touch. And really, that's what the message is about this evening. You know, when I think about the Savior's touch in my life, I want to bear my testimony that Jesus is the Christ. God's divine Son, our Lord and Savior, the Redeemer of the world. We all have our own unique experiences in learning about God and finding God and finding the Lord in our lives. And, you know, I want to bear my testimony that the The grace and the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ is very real. It's very real. The power of his atonement is very powerful. And it's a blessing from God because we can repent and be forgiven for our sins. And we can grow in the image of Christ. You know, it used to, it used to be at one time in my life, you know, I, I grew up, um, my parents raised me in a Methodist church. At one time in my life, you know, I sat in church and I heard the word of God and I learned about the Savior. And I felt so awe-inspired by His life. But I had many moments when I thought, wow, you know, is it possible that I can grow in the image of Christ? Can my heart be changed so that I can live the life that is according to the Savior, the gospel that he had given, the example he set? You know it's back then it seems so far fetched you know, because I was just so much into the ways of the world, but I'm a different person today, and it is because of the Savior's touch in my life. Many times, I've read in the scriptures. About how the Savior, He healed the blind, He cast out demons and evil spirits, and He healed many physically. And I and I was so awe inspired by it. You know, and I had a mom that believed in the Savior. She believed and had faith in the Savior. As a matter of fact, she trusted in the Savior. She had a personal relationship with the Savior. And even though growing up, I didn't, I'm thankful for the example for that she set. Because she taught me that the Savior is real. He was very much a part of her life. She believed in him and had faith in him. And she prayed to him, you know, she spent personal time with him. I seen it, you know, I had the opportunity to see when she would, you know, shut her bedroom door and she would crack it and, and she would spend time, intimate time with the Lord. So she set that example for me. I could see that the Savior was very real in my mother's life. He was a very real presence in our life. And she believed in him and had faith. And he touched her life too. So for me, the Savior touched my life at a time when I was in need of healing, a physical healing. And I was really scared. I was really scared because I never had been confronted with an experience like that. But because of my mother, I knew where to turn. And I turned to the Savior. And He healed me. He healed me. And I'll never forget that. I, ne- I love the Savior. I, know- I will never forget the miracle that he gave me of healing my body, of the the illness that I was experiencing at that particular time, the sickness that was in my body. I'll always be indebted to him. But the day that I joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and confessed my sins and had faith in him, that was when I truly felt the Savior's touch. When I was baptized when I had been forgiven of my sins, because He forgave me for my sins, when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, when I gave my life to Him, that is when I experienced the Savior's. There was another time when I experienced the Savior's touch. And my life has been changed ever since. And, you know, it continues to change. I have a relationship with Christ. I've dedicated and committed my life to Christ. I'm not perfect. I'm not sinless. But I'm not the person that I used to be. The Lord has changed my heart. And it wasn't possible without the gift of Repentance. At one particular time in my life, you know, when I sinned or did something against the Word of God, it didn't matter to me. You know? My thoughts was, well, it's what I wanted to do, it's what I felt like doing. There it is. But... Once I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Lord started changing my heart. And small things and big things, it really did start to matter. The choices that I made really did matter. Even how I looked at things, how I viewed the things that I did that I knew was against the Word of God or that wasn't pleasing to Heavenly Father and not into my Savior. It started to matter. You know, I started to think twice about the choices that I made. Because in my heart, I wanted to please God. I wanted to please my Savior. I wanted to grow closer to them. I wanted to grow in the image of our Lord and Savior. And I wanted to continue to because I felt of His love. And I felt like I could accomplish anything through Christ. So I just want to leave that testimony with you that Jesus Christ lives. He is our Lord and Savior. And the plan of salvation is real and if we truly desire to change our lives and live our lives according to the will of god in our lives it can be and it doesn't once you give your life to christ in which i'm sure you you have an idea you know that it is true that it doesn't happen overnight. You don't change one, you know, when you accept Christ, you don't 100% change. It's a gradual thing, it's a gradual change. But you really start to see a change of heart. And I'm very grateful for the Savior's touch, I'm grateful for the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ in my life. Because I understand that I have a higher purpose in this life. My life has a divine purpose. And I am a divine daughter of God, meaning that I've inherited the divine potential to be all that Christ is. I have we all have inherited that. And so because of the Savior, I've had the opportunity to see that spark of the divine within myself because of how he's changed my heart. So I love the Savior. I'm very thankful for him in my life and he's changed my heart. My friends, the topic this evening is repentance. Now, what is sin? And what effects do our sin have on us? You know, faith in Jesus Christ naturally leads to repentance. When we study about, we learn of Christ and study about the life of Christ. And if we have a sincere desire to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul and our Savior, then it will naturally lead to the desire to repent of our sins and I was reading our Gospel principle manual chapter nineteen and The teaching is coming from this chapter this evening. It says, There has been the need for repentance in the world from the time of Adam to the present day. The Lord instructed Adam, Wherefore, teach it unto your children that all men everywhere must repent, or they can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God, for no unclean thing can dwell there or dwell in his presence. Moses six fifty seven. So we have come to earth for the purpose of growing and progressing. And it's a lifelong process. But during this time on earth, we all sin. So we all have a need to repent. and sometimes we sin because of ignorance, weaknesses, willful disobedience at times. But in the Bible we read that there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sineth not. And if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. First John eight. Now what is sin? James said in the Bible, To him that that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. John describes sin as all unrighteousness and the transgression of the law of God. 1 John 3, 4 Our Heavenly Father in His great love has provided this opportunity for us to repent of our sins through our Lord and Savior. It is a way provided for us to become free from our sins and receive forgiveness for them. Sins slow our spiritual progress and can even stop it. But repentance makes it possible for us to grow and develop spiritually again in the image of our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior. So the privilege of repenting is made possible through the atonement of Jesus Christ. You know, repentance often requires great courage and much strength. Many tears at times, unceasing prayers, and untiring efforts to live the commandments of God. But it's worth it. Whatever you have to go through to fully repent with all your heart to our Lord and Savior, it's worth it. So, my friends... We shouldn't procrastinate repenting. You know, we need to examine ourselves. Cuz there's consequences of not repenting. The prophets have declared that this life is the time for men to prepare to meet to meet God. The life that you have been given is the time for you to prepare to meet God. That's why the plan of salvation was given to us through our Lord and Savior. Because Heavenly Father knew we would sin. But he wanted to provide. He provided a way for us to repent, be forgiven, be baptized, receive the the gift of the Holy Ghost, and strive to live righteously with the help of the Lord. With, with the help of God in our lives. And to live his, his commandment. We should repent now every day. When we get up in the morning, we should examine ourselves to see whether the Spirit of God is with us. And night before we go to bed... We should reveal our acts and words of the day and ask the Lord to help us recognize the things for which we need to repent. If we repent every day and we have the Lord to forgive of of our sins, we will experience the daily process of becoming perfect. And it is a daily process. And our happiness and joy can be sweet, and exquisite. You know why? Because sin is a burden. You know, when you when we sin it's a burden. You know, and we we must recognize our sins first of all. We have to admit to ourselves and to the Lord that we have sins. And then repent. Because we cannot hide we cannot hide any acts of our lives from ourselves or from the Lord. We shouldn't excuse ourselves in the least point. And we should not justify our sinful practices. We must feel sorrow for our sins. Sins can be a burden when we carry them. And the gift of repentance can help us to unload and abandon them if we are humble before the Lord. We had to experience godly sorrow. You know, true repentance is godly sorrow for your sins. You know, you feel sorrow in your heart because you know that you've done something against the will of God you know it doesn't please him. That's godly sorrow. It's a difference between that and just worried about what someone else may think about you, you know? True repentance is godly sorrow. You know, and when we sincerely repent it should lead us to forsake our sins. You know, if we did something wrong, forsake it. Stop doing it. Confess your sins and forsake them. And that's not easy, because we need to help of the Lord to do that. But if you pray and ask Him to, He will help you. And it's important to continue to strive to keep the commandments of the Lord. If we want the atonement of Jesus Christ to become fully effective in our lives, then we need to repent so we can be free from the bondage of our sins and find real joy. Don't carry the burden around of your sins. Forsake them. Ask the Lord to give you the strength to do so. The Lord will help you. And you know, for me, I can truly say that as I have done so and been faithful to repentance and asking the Lord to strengthen me in my weakness, I have received this joy, this unspeakable joy that nothing in this world could compare to. And I really believe that's a gift from God. You know, sometimes we may think there's happiness in doing wrong, but it isn't. The happiness, joy that you can experience from having a truly repentant heart and, and striving to forsake your sins and, move, and moving closer and closer to God, that joy a gift from God and that's why it's worth it what you have to do to forsake your sins and as the Lord to forgive you to repent and then to strive to live according to his will it's worth it it's worth it The Lord taught in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So let's close the episode this evening with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we come in Jesus Christ's name, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we could have this time together. Dear God Almighty, I pray for the listeners on this podcast that thou hast given to me, Father. They, they are present here. And, dear God Almighty, thou know what their needs are. Dear God Almighty, I pray that thou will continue to strengthen them in, thy, in their life, Father, that they will continue to turn to thee. Strengthen them in their faith, dear God Almighty. Strengthen them to walk according to thy will. Strengthen them to draw closer to thee, Father, to spend time in thy word and to learn about thy divine son and his teachings. Dear God Almighty, I ask that thou will work in their lives in a mighty way, dear God Almighty. For thou know their faithfulness, their diligence, their striving, Thou know that they have a heart for thee. Dear God Almighty, I pray that they will just feel of thy spirit in their lives and receive the comfort, strength, hope, healing, restoration that they need, comfort that they need. I pray that God Almighty that The prayers that they have been laying before thee, Father, I pray that they will be answered according to thy will, Father. I pray that thou will continue to strengthen them to trust in thee, God, to remain faithful and true to thee and thy divine Son. Dear God Almighty, may they... Find peace, dear God, greater peace. May they feel of the great love that thou have for them as thy son or daughter. Oh, God, I pray that thou will speak to them in an intimate, personal way, a very personal way, dear God, and they will be assured of thy presence in their life. And that their hearts will be comforted, dear God Almighty, for whatever their needs are this time. And Father, we thank Thee for being faithful to forgive us for our sins. We're thankful to our Lord and Savior as we confess them to our Savior. We thank Thee for the gift of repentance and forgiveness, dear God Almighty, our Savior, that through the help of the Holy Spirit, we're able to fight against sin. We pray that thou will help us to turn from our sins, any sins and all sins that we're struggling with in our lives. Forgive us, Father. Oh, dear God Almighty, we are our people. And dear God Almighty, Anytime we can come together as thy people with a heart for thee to hear a word from thee in the scriptures and be guided and led by the Spirit and to be reminded of thy love, Father, and the love of the Savior in our lives, we are blessed. We're so blessed. Oh, God Almighty, our lives are in Thy hands, and dear God, I just pray that Thou will send Thy angels to watch over us, protect us, and keep us, dear God Almighty. And Thou will continue to bless us that we'll grow in greater wisdom and knowledge according to Thy will. Keep us close to Thee, Father. Help us to have a prayerful heart for our loved ones, family members, and friends, dear God. And we pray that we will be an example of thy divine son to others in our lives and we'll share the gospel. Dear God Almighty, we thank thee at the end of another day. Our hope, faith, and trust is in thee. And dear God, we pray that we will have a deeper relationship with thee and our Savior. And to be led more intimately by thy Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. My friends, what a joy to have been with you this evening. I want to read this scripture with you. This is Job 11, verse 13. For thou prepare, it says, if thou prepare thy heart, And stretch out thy hands towards him. If iniquity be in thine hand, put it far away, and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. And may the Lord our God keep you, my friends. The Lord knows your heart. And I pray. That the Lord will prepare your heart, my friends. That That you will stretch out your hands towards for God in your life. And receive of his mighty blessings. Peace be unto you, my friends.